for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's got an ass that just won't quit. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogsmen. Devin's not here. Duke said maybe next week. But it is uh, May 11th. It's a Tuesday. Adam. Yeah. It's May 11th. You know what that means? It's not May the 4th anymore? It's not May the 4th anymore. Uh, It's my uh, oldest brother, Dusty's birthday. Happy birthday. It's his 40th birthday, Dusty. I actually... uh, so I have two, uh, a friend named Alec. His birthday is May 10th. Mm-hmm. And then my older brother's birthday is May 11th. And yesterday I accidentally texted my older brother, happy birthday. <laughs> and he goes, it's tomorrow. It's Alec's birthday today. But uh, thank you. And I just wrote, well, I'll text you again tomorrow then. Yeah. And he wrote, eh, I'll just read it again tomorrow then. Don't worry about it. You were ahead of the game. I was ahead of the game. But anyways, it's my oldest brother's uh, 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Dusty. What is going on, people? How was everybody's weekend? I was up at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on Sunday. Yeah, I saw that. And um, had a hell of a match against Kevin Martinson. I'm sure you know Kevin. Yeah, I met him a couple of times when I was around Yuma, when he was Johnny Goodtime. Back when he was Goodtime. But uh, so got up there. God, I got up there so fast. Normally, like... Every time you go up to to uh, the L.A. area from San Diego, you're risking traffic, right? Yeah, you never know. Yeah, and um, man, freeways are clear. I could have slept in an extra 45 minutes, but uh, shot up there, and I, I was there in no time. Went in and uh, checked out the card, and I was like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm wrestling uh, Martinson. Awesome, man. I've, I've never wrestled Martinson. And, uh, you know, I've always heard how good he was. And, you know... you. You see it from from uh, you know the spectator's point of view. Yeah. When uh, when you watch another wrestler, like oh yeah, he's, he's pretty good. But as a wrestler, you don't know until you really get in there. Yeah. How good is this guy? And uh, I'll tell you what, man, Martinson's awesome, dude. I, I I've never really had too much interaction with him um, prior to uh, us wrestling. Yeah. You know, it's always just been like, hey, how you doing, man? What's up? You know, handshaking, saying hello, and and later and all that kind of stuff. Um, I always knew he was like a, a really nice guy. Yeah. But uh, at championship, uh, that's the first time I ever, I ever actually like really had a conversation with them and, and stuff like that. And man, he, he he's way cool. Yeah, he's very quiet. He's a very quiet guy. He that's is. Why you, you only really get to know him if you probably have a match with him or friends with him. Otherwise, he kind of keeps to himself. Yeah, yeah. I I do respect the fact that he like uh, stays away from social media, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And but anyways, yeah, we went in there and we had a a really a really good match, man. Like, you know, I always hate every match yeah. that I do, and only like a few times have I been like, okay, yeah, that was good. Like that was really good. Um, but my my match with Martinson, that's one of those times where I'm like, all right, that that was good. Yeah. And then at least until I. From what I, I remember, and like during the match, I was like, "Okay, this is going well." Yeah. And afterwards, everybody seemed to like it. Martinson was happy with it. I was happy with it. And uh, so yeah, it's. It, I feel like it was a pretty good match. Of course, when it airs on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and however long I don't know when it's going to air. I'll, I, who knows? I might hate it. You know, yeah. I. 
it's when you watch your match back and you and you start to see little things that nobody else yeah probably notices except for yourself but it bugs the shit out of you yeah. that's what i do but um i enjoyed it man i really enjoyed it that's good yeah and uh here's a little story i won't tell you about you know you know i won't spoil the match for anybody but uh, i got hard weighed during the match oh, wow. match accidentally shit happens and uh so i had another match uh, a second match um later in the day against richie slade and i was like oh sweet i, I want to work richie um i like richie he's a good guy great punch by the way great punch and that is like the highest compliment i think a wrestler can get yeah. by saying hey man you got a really good punch so um i was supposed to wrestle him uh later but uh they were like yeah you're bleeding um we uh we can't have you in the ring and I was like, yeah, I completely understand that, you know, because they were able to uh, clean me up. Thank you very much, Darwin Finch, for uh, for taking care of my cut. And they were like, yeah, you might need a stitch, you know, whatever. And so I was like, yeah, if I if I get back in the ring and my and my you know heart rate starts pumping again, like this thing's gonna start bleeding pretty badly, and it, you know it'll just be a mess. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, you're you're good for the day, and I was like, sweet man. So I actually got to get home early. I got home about eight eight o'clock at night, and rather than like eleven thirty, yeah. And uh, I got to hang out with the with the wife and do a little bit of the uh, the Mother's Day stuff, and uh, yeah. So got hard weighed, blessing in disguise. Yeah, got to go home early, but uh, yeah, it's nothing bad. I didn't have to get stitches or anything like that. I was able to kind of close it up, and you know, the second like it starts scabbing, you're like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. It was in my hairline. Shit happens, dude. Yeah, and it just adds to the match. Just adds to the match. Here's a, a advice, kids. If you get hard weight during a match, don't worry. Use it. Yeah. Use it. Don't waste it. Let it be seen. Get some pictures. You know, get in front of the camera. Let it be seen. Uh, you know, it might cause you a little bit of problems later. Like, you might have to go get stitches. Yeah. Or staples or something like that. But, uh, hey, man. Use it. Use it for everything you can. It's not ballet. Fun fact. Getting staples to the head doesn't hurt. It doesn't. I I've done it. it. You've done it. Yeah, it happened to me too. No, uh, no, uh, uh, they didn't numb you up at all. They did numb me up. Oh yeah. no, just take it straight to the dome, dude. Yeah, no, dude. I, but I, I barely could feel it anyway. So yeah, I, uh, I got staples, and they were like, "You want us to numb you up?" I'm like, "Just give me it, dude." <laughs> pop, 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 three to the head, man. And I was like, "That, that was fine." Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather get staples than stitches. I think I would too. Stitches are a whole ordeal. Staples, they just throw they throw however many they need to get in your head and you're out yeah and then um you can do a lot more like i remember like i could shower and stuff like that with with the staples in yeah because with stitches there's always the fear that it could tear or something yeah so yeah staple I, I liked having staples i've never had stitches but i've had staples so yeah so anyways um check that out my match with martinson i, I hope it, it, it it you know comes off well yeah from what i remember and what everybody said it was really good so Awesome, man. You got good feedback. That's all that matters, right? That's all that matters. And happy Mother's Day out there to everybody. I know it was Sunday, and you're hearing this on a Wednesday, but whatever, dude. Yeah. We're recording on a Tuesday. Every day is Mother's Day. Every day is Mother's Day. Adam, what's going on, man? What's happening? How was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? How's the hand? I see you got a little uh, brace on it. Yeah, so I went to urgent care on Friday and did x-rays on Monday, and they said they didn't see a break. Nice. So, But they also said that it's been three weeks since I, it happened, so... 
it still could be a bone that they just can't see or it already started to heal. Maybe you're like Wolverine. It already healed up. So I, I, they're, I'm supposed to hear from radiologists some point in the next couple of days and find out if it's broken or not for, for sure. But it doesn't feel broken. I don't know if by this point, like, I would feel better if it were broken. I think mm-hmm. I'd still be uncomfortable. But, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I actually was at a wrestling show on Saturday. Oh, that's right. You went up to West Coast Wrestling Company. The West Coast Wrestling Company. Um, I cut a promo against Brandon Gatson. I'm sure it was a hell of a promo. It was. It was a very good promo. Um, Did you remember your uh, your your seminar teachings from Jimmy Jacobs that one time out in Arizona? I try to forget that seminar because I literally cut the worst promo in my life at that seminar. So what? So did I. No, yours was better than way better than mine. No, it wasn't. It was dog shit. Keep going. What do, yeah. you, what do you got? Uh, no, so I cut a promo against Brandon Gatson. Uh, the show's good. Um, the venue's cool. It's kind of like centrally located near a lot of like shopping centers and stuff. So crowd was big. Uh, show was good. Uh, I have a few minor complaints, but they're nothing to do with anything important. It's just mm. kind of certain people at the show. It was cool. I saw uh, SoCal Crazy there. Nestor, we haven't my seen in a long trainer. time. So, he, so I, we got there and I saw him and I was wearing a mask and I hugged him. Yeah. Went in for the hug. So at the end of the night, again, I have the mask down at this point. He hugs me again. He's like, Adam, I didn't even recognize you. <laughs> I looked at him and was like, did you just think you were hugging a complete stranger earlier? And he was like, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. I was Nestor like, what, would have no problem like, doing what a good guy. Like just, he just hugs random strangers that just walk up to him and hug him like Nestor's one of the nicest guys and yes that would be his move like yeah I don't know who this is but I'll give him a hug yeah <laughs> you know like the, he's just he's just an awesome guy man I saw Andy Jasic who was one of my original trainers anchors away one so, of my trainers good, too. good guy what was he doing there he helps a little bit with like stuff around the show like he'll help like at one point the ropes needed to be tightened so he went and did that he would go and let the guys know it's their time to come up whatnot so i think he's just kind of like roves around the show he helps out because he's friends with uh ginsburg so um yeah and there's a bunch of other people i haven't seen in like 10 years people that were on those shows back in like 2010 when i was doing those shows so it was fun there was someone who looked a lot like pd but i don't think it was pd pd we talking about rebel yeah so i saw him but he didn't have like multicolored hair Mm -hmm. but he looked a lot like pd i don't think it was pd though he didn't acknowledged me when i like waved to him so i don't if it was pd then you're a dick like you You just got blackballed brother (laughs) but no i mean it it is what it is uh it was fun cool man i'm glad to hear it uh speaking of shows let's go over uh, i got the card for vegas okay this is cool man i uh so uh i got you know the itinerary and all that kind of stuff for that day this is for the uh, Canna Pro Show in Las Vegas, and this is uh, on May 22nd and 23rd. It's for the Bud Tenders Award at the Mandalay Bay uh, Resort Casino. This is a two-day thing. It's a Saturday-Sunday event. Uh, and here is the card okay. uh, for both days. And I, actually, there might be a little bit of a, a problem on this card, but who cares? I don't care. Um, all right, first match. This starts. It looks like it's starting at, uh, at noon on Saturday. And uh, the first match is going to be Jackson Calhoun with uh, Sweet Robin Shaw versus James Brady and Savannah Stone versus Otto Van Clutch versus Guy Cool. That's there's a lot going on right there. Yeah, 
There's a lot going on right there. You said all that, and I was still trying to figure out what's happening. This is a pound on a pole match. So it's, okay, it's Jackson versus, oh, okay. It's Jackson Calhoun versus James Brady versus Otto Von Clutch versus Guy Cool. It's a four-way. Okay. All right, that's cool. All right, and then the next match is going to be Delilah Doom versus Dark Sheik. And next match is going to be, this is a level-up four-way. So this is going to be DTF versus Sexy Fab versus Leo Canedo versus Rebel Storm. So that is four level-up students all wrestling in a four-way. Okay. Good luck, kids. And no, now this one's I'm not sure about. I think they might have messed up, but I'm not sure. I'll take this match too. But it's gonna be I'm I'm the one o'clock uh, match okay. by the way, and it's gonna be myself. Uh, here it says McCall, which means Calder McCall. Okay. Which I'm I'm down to wrestle Calder too, but I'm not sure. I think this might be a a a, a, a mistake because I'm supposed to be re- wrestling Rami Marcel, but I could be wrestling him on the Sunday show too. But I don't see that on here. Whatever. I'll wrestle Remy. I'll yeah. wrestle Calder. Don't, no, don't gauntlet, bother me none. Don't bother me none. Maybe they'll throw you in the pound for a pole match. Nah, I'm okay on that. <laughs> I'm all right on that. And then you're going to have another match. This is going to be uh, Michael Hopkins versus uh, J2, Juan Matatoli. Uh, the next match, this is going to be... Uh, let's see. Okay. Hmm. It looks like... The Fly, which I believe is Eli Everfly. Yeah. And the Dope Dealer, which I'm not, I don't know who that is. Versus Gates and Boogie, which I'm guessing that's Slice Boogie. I'm, oh, that might be, Cam, is it Cameron Gates? I think he's a, uh, he's Santino's guy. Yeah. I'm not exactly, that's just what it says. I don't know what it is. Anyways, here's a big, uh, listen, Hunter, making a name for himself. Did you see the little tweet? Oh, I did. So if it, uh, some some kid went and uh, it must have been at the wrestling guy store. That's what it looked like yeah. up in L.A. Um, Heath Slater, the man formerly known as Heath Slater. I don't know what he's wrestling by, as his name. Last it, I heard, it was Heath Miller. Heath Miller. Yeah. Uh, he showed this person showed uh, the man formerly known as Heath Slater a picture of uh, the Lucha Redneck mm-hmm. Hunter Freeman with the Ground Zero belt, and uh, the man formerly known as Heath Slater cut a little promo on him. Saying he wants to, uh, he wants to, his chance at the Ground Zero belt. Who knows? That might, that might, it might happen. Might happen, man. That'd be awesome. But anyways, here is the uh, final match. Nope, I'm sorry, I lied. Um, this is the uh, 145 match. It's gonna be Hunter Freeman versus Gangrel. I guarantee Hunter's gonna have a great time uh, with that match because. Wrestling David is one of the coolest things, man. I'm telling you. One Especially of the best. he's going to have the big advantage. He's wrestling a vampire during the day. Exactly. Th- that's true. That's true. And by the way, uh, congratulations to Gangrel. He got engaged. I saw that too. Um, so congratulations, David. All right. This is Okay, so that was like uh, the early show mm-hmm. on Saturday. And this is the late show. So... Starting at 3 o'clock, it's going to be uh, the Sin City Scumbags versus Affirmative Action. I'm not sure who the, the, those t- two teams consist of, but all right, cool. Good luck, guys. Next match will be Robin Shaw versus Wildman Robin, uh, Rob McKnight. 
I think that's Rob Shit, the greatest pro wrestling name in Maybe. the business. I I assume that's not a name he's going to be able to travel with very often. Rob <laughs> Shit. I don't. I th- told I told this a long time ago to Rob. I go, hey, listen, man, you got to spell your name so it's not S H I T. It's got to yeah. be like like Shit's Creek. It's got to be like S H I T E yeah. or something like that. And when the announcer goes to read your name. He should have like a confused look on his his face, like, "Am I saying this right?" And Rob should be like pointing at it, being like, "Yeah, that, yeah, that's right, that's right." Anyways, that, that I thought it was hilarious. Uh, all right, uh, and then the next match is going to be Rami Marcel versus uh, Jordan Cruz, and next match is going to be uh, Doomfly. That is the team of Eli Everfly and Delilah Doom, and Matt Vandergriff versus uh, the Wolf Zaddies, who is. Uh, Big uh, bad dude Tito, and I believe this is Rico Dynamite, and then they're also going to be accompanied by Rays. So okay. that's a six. Uh, that's a six man tag, six six man woman and tag, six person tag, six person tag. There you go. Good job, <laughs> thank you. Next match: Santana Jackson versus Remy Morgan. If any, I, I believe Santana Jackson's the guy who uh, he's a Michael Jackson impersonator. Oh, so that guy? And then he I mean, incorporates he's it. A, he is Vegas-based, right? So yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, he does that moonwalk DDT. It's pretty fucking slick. Yeah. Um, cool. And next match, it's going to be La Rebellion. I believe that is uh, Mecha Wolf and Bestia666 versus The Doorman. Not sure who that is. I do, I do like the name, though. And final match for that day is going to be Damien666 versus Gangrel. Looks like David's doing double duty on Saturday. Studski. Stud. All right. All right. What else we got going on here? There's a lot of stuff going on with this show. It's crazy. This is a Sunday show. Let's check this out. Starts at 1 o'clock also. And it is going to be, uh, I believe it's Rob McKnight. I believe that's Rob shit. Uh, Versus Shaggy, who I believe is a uh, Vegas guy. Versus Otto Von Clutch. And then I believe this is Remy Morgan. That he's It just says Remy. It could either be Remy yeah. Marcel or Remy Morgan. I believe it's Remy Morgan. But I could be wrong. It's one of the Remys. All right. Next match. This is going to be a flag match. Not sure what that means, but it says it's a flag match. And that's going to be Ruby Rays versus Savannah Stone. And let's see. Match three is going to be... Uh, the, okay, I'm not sure who this is. The Enterprise versus Sexy Things. Sexy Things, I believe, is uh, Sexy Fab and Leo Canetto. I'm not sure. I think the Enterprise might be it Shaw like, and Calhoun. It might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely has to do something with Shaw because I remember him talking about it. Don't hold me to that, though. All right, next match. My good buddy, Ricky Mandel, Sexy Beach, along with his uh, little girlfriend, Sarah the Rebel, versus Hunter Freeman. I wanted to wrestle Ricky. I'm surprised Ricky's Vegas. only on one day. I know he lives out there. Yeah, maybe he's got shit to do. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell Hunter I'm going to take that match from him. Because <laughs> I'm there Sunday, but I don't see myself on this Sunday card. Come, All on, right. come on, Hunter. You're getting shout-outs from former WWE guys. Give Mike the spot. Yeah. All right. Next match, it's going to be Jordan Cruz versus Calder McCall. And then there, it looks like there's a rumble going on. Oh, there you go. That's what you're in. Uh, you're the king of the rumble, Mike. Get the what the hell? This is interesting. So this, I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to. I'm not gonna say who's in this, uh, who's in this rumble because I'm not sure if like it's supposed. To, I don't know. Oh, get the fuck out of here! 
All right, I'm not going to say anything. There's a rumble. There's a rumble. There's a rumble. Now, if this is a battle royale, I'm going to be upset. If it's a rumble, I'm cool with it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Because you made your debut in a rumble. I do, I, rumbles are fun. Battle royales suck. They do. Rumbles are fun. Because the rumbles, you get an entrance. You get an entrance. You get a little bit of time to shine up. You got. It's just. It's funner. Okay. Anybody out there? You'll hate battle royales. Rumbles are okay. All right. And then there's gonna be a match. Uh, this is interesting. It says Brian Cage is gonna be there, and but I'm not sure who he's wrestling. Maybe All right. it's you. We'll keep moving on. All right. Let's do it. Um. Next match. It's gonna be uh, Michael Hops versus Slice Boogie. That'll be a good match. And then I think that's about it. I think that's about it. But that's a lot of that's a lot of talent on those cards, man. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm flying in very early on Saturday, and I'm flying out very late on Sunday. I basically have the first flight to Vegas on Saturday morning, and the last flight out of Vegas Sunday night. But it's a quick flight, right? It's like an hour. Oh, it's like an hour. Yeah, it's no problem. Um, it's just more of the time after the show. I'm gonna be trying to kill between the show and my flight out yeah. well but, vegas might be more open now maybe you can do some gambling i hope so man because I, and i don't i don't even like gambling um the last time we went out there i was just like it was just too much yeah too much uh you know you have to wear like your mask by the pool and they like are on top of that stuff too plus it was like a hundred and a hundred plus degrees out yeah last thing you want is a mask on your i don't know i get it though i get it Anyways, that's my uh, weekend. Next weekend. Okay. That's going to be next weekend, the 22nd, 23rd. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Bunch of people out there. Hopefully, the boys are all going to be hanging out, having fun. I'm looking forward to it. That's a good uh, experience for a lot of those guys going out of state, but still working kind of for the same people that they work with out here. Yeah. It's kind of you know different crowd, different kind of energy. Yeah. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking but, forward to plus it. Plus, if it's like a whole convention type thing you know they're gonna have good crowds on those shows yeah and i guess you said it this this bud tenders award is kind of a big thing yeah i mean it's at the mandalay bay like that's a pretty big place to be holding something so you know it's gonna draw attention regardless people don't if people don't know about it they'll see a bunch they'll stumble onto it you know if they're just in the mandalay bay gambling or whatever yeah yeah and i like they're supposed to be like celebrities there like yeah i would assume so and i'm talent yeah. So I get to go hang out backstage with yeah. all the celebrities, I'm guessing. Shake hands, take pics. I'm joking. I probably won't do that. But <laughs> if I see a certain person, I will. I'm not going to lie to you. If Mike Tyson shows up, I'm, I'm going to mark out like crazy. That's Mike Tyson. You dog. never know, man. He That's might Mike show Tyson. Up. I'll be like, Mike, you want to recreate Stone Cold <laughs> in the ring with me? <laughs> you know, like, could you imagine me coming out trying to act badass towards Mike Tyson? <laughs> That reminds me of the time where Devin tried to get Goldberg to come spear him at a show in Pendleton. I've never told you that story. Oh, I, I I watched the. It's on YouTube. Yeah, the match. It's it's hilarious. Hilarious. It's Devin just trying to be a big big man. Yeah, and like hits like an awkward jackknife, and it the, the camera just pans over to Goldberg who just has a who's just laughing. Just laughing. He's yeah. just laughing. It's hilarious. It's so funny hilarious anyways what else is going on man adam what's going on in this wrestling world is there any controversies going on there's always controversy going on in the wrestling world. i don't think there's anything huge this week but i honestly haven't been paying much attention anyway uh yeah no it's been pretty quiet on the controversy front i think it's so funny sometimes like i'll be scrolling through uh like twitter 
and I'll see people like making like comments towards something. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Cause like, apparently I'm not following somebody or, or whatnot. Yeah. And I, I, I just, am, I'm missing what they're talking about. The it only, bothers me. Only thing I saw this week was people were upset that they left out the triple H Booker T stuff in the Booker T documentary. Cause they had a match at WrestleMania 19 and triple H cut a pretty infamous promo where he said, people like you aren't world champion. You're just here to make me laugh. Yeah. And then that turned into a whole, even back then it was like very much like, probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But they left it out of the documentary and like people were like making a big deal about that. I'm like, yeah, is it really that big of like, is that really that big of part of history of, of Booker T's history though? Uh, I mean, that's like not not, not necessarily, but there's a lot of people that think that that match should have gone differently. And like well, people are, that's one of the exam. That's one of like the one example people use when they talk about Triple H abuses his power. I'm like, Booker T probably should have won that match, but but you're not, it is what it is. You're not you're not the promotion. You're not the yeah. Booker. It's like the ending of Game of Thrones, the final season. Yeah, was it the greatest? No. no. Would I have liked another ending? Yes, but that's what they gave us, man. Okay, that's what they gave us. Was it the greatest ending? N- fuck no. But, you know, and they, you know, like, I don't know if you ever watched Dexter, but that ending was terrible. But they're bringing it back, so they're going to fix it, hopefully. You know what? I was watching TV with my wife uh, the other day, and we were talking about how exciting it used to be on Sunday nights when you knew the the new Game of Thrones was coming on. And then it comes on, and then it's got the opening with the music and all like that. Ah, it gave you such a rush, man. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. What's What's going on tonight? Who's getting killed off? That was just the best show ever, man. I miss those nights. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever going to be shows like that again. I I, I have to... I, like the Sopranos was like that, I think. But I didn't watch it because I was too young. But yeah, like, same Sopran- I know Sopranos were a big deal. I know when Breaking Bad was on, that was a big deal every Sunday. Game of Thrones, obviously. But I, I guess maybe the Marvel shows recently have become kind of like you're pumped up for the new episode. But like it's not it's not the same. It's not the same, man. It's not the same. And I agree. Like those Marvel stuff, all like they're good stuff. But nothing was like when Game yeah. of Thrones. Game of Thrones had you hooked yes. from the beginning to the end, hooked. And then you had to wait for the, or then you had to watch like. Remember they do like the clips of next week's episode. Yeah. You had after the credits. You had to watch that too. Because you just you needed it was it was like heroin man like it was addicting that yeah. show, and then it kind of just uh, sputtered yeah. out the, the last season. I don't know like what happened there, but just it's uh, when they immediately had to pivot away from the books. I think is when it started to go downhill. Yeah, because the show pretty much followed the books, I guess, to a T, from what I heard. Yeah, for like three seasons or something. No, for all of them, but the last one. Oh, really? Yeah, the last thought, season is the, old... the. I thought they passed up the books a few seasons well in yeah so the uh, spoilers whatever but uh um the books the last book ends with the john snow thing where he gets killed so everything kind of after that oh, okay is pretty much not from the, the not from the books but there is some stuff that's still in the books that happens after it's really confusing but yeah the last book i guess ends with john snow being killed okay. so no one really knew what was going to happen when he got killed by all the people I am excited though. They're doing like the prequel to yeah, it, doing a bunch of stuff. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Hopefully, it can live up to uh, what the original Game of Thrones was. I'm sure they'll try, but it's going to be really hard. That's yep. that's that's the problem with doing spinoffs of shows like that. It's yep. like you're really it better be great because if it's not, people are just going to hate it. Yep. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Cool, man. What else we got going on? Movies are coming back. 
movies. Actually, you know what I watched the other day on HBO Max? It's been out for a little while, but uh, it finally was on HBO Max. Uh, is Tenet? Yeah. Did you watch that? I loved it. I like it. You know what my, my problem is with it? Is the score, the music is too loud and the dialogue is sometimes too low. You can't hear it over the music. Yeah. And I, I watched the thing because I, I had to watch a YouTube clip to kind of like help break down, yeah. like make sense of everything. Yeah. And they said that was one of the problems because they they were editing this during you know the shutdown. Yeah. So the, the you know the 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 synchronizing the music and all that kind of, they, somebody like it wasn't the greatest because they had to do it off of like yeah. a laptop or some shit like that. Well, that was a big problem with that movie is he refused Christopher Nolan refused to have it released on like a streaming service. He's like it has to be in theaters. But this was during like times when the sh- theaters were open and closed, open and yeah. closed. Like I saw it when it was in theaters because it was during a period when theaters were open last year. But even so, it was just like, well, you probably couldn't have made much money because not a lot of people were going to the movies at that point. No, you ain't gonna make no money. Yeah. So I'm, I, I like the movie. It is, it is very confusing. It is. If you don't pay, if like, even if you watch it, one, like you have to watch it multiple times. Like I watched it the second time and I got it a little better the second time. Yeah. But it's still very like, what? Huh? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's 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 definitely a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, because you have to pay attention because there's a lot to break down. Uh, Robert Pattinson, fantastic awesome. job. Yeah, fantastic job. Um, it's movies like this that really help somebody break out of yeah, uh, being like pigeonholed. Yeah, because those Twilight movies sucked. Yeah, let, let, let's be honest here, guys. My wife took me to see one of those, and I hated it. I hated it. Uh, I think I had. I think I, I think I actually had to see two of them in the theaters because my wife wanted to go see them. And since I'm always the one picking the movies, like Star Wars, Marvel, any Christopher Nolan movie, and like anything like that, you gotta th- you gotta let her pick every once in a while. Yeah. And she uh, she picked Twilight movies, and I hated them. And uh, you know, so to me, that Robert Pattinson dude has that stink on him yeah. from the Twilight movies. But after watching this, I was like, yo, this guy's a yeah. good actor, man. He's badass. I think that, and then once, if this Batman movie is good, I think that'll finally get him out of that, like, view of him being the vampire from Twilight. Yeah, and it sounds like that Batman is having problems. Uh, I've heard, uh, like, anymore. multiple problems, like, uh, with that. There, there, was some, there were some rumors last year that he was being kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, he got COVID at one point, so they had to shut down production. They've had to shut down production a couple of times just because of what's been going on the last year. And they're filming in England, which is way more strict yeah. with their th- with their stuff. Like that's where Tom Cruise had his like freak out on yeah. Mission Impossible set because yeah. like they can literally just shut these movies down if they don't follow everything to a T. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I like the movie a lot. Uh, the the main character is Denzel Washington's son, so I'm all yeah. on board for that. So he's I like him and hopefully he does more stuff. Wait, we're talking about Tenet, right? Tenet, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. So yeah, I mean, I think you transfer you transferred from the Batman to that real quick. Yeah. No, I was just you know. so Denzel Washington kid is 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 the star of Tenet. Yeah. I don't. What's his What's his John name? John David Washington. John David Washington. Yeah. He does a great job. Yeah. Does a really good job. He was on Ballers. You can tot. I never watched that show. You can totally see he's he's Denzel's son yeah. too. He has like certain mannerisms and facial like just where you're like, oh, this is totally Denzel's kid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I dug it. But I, I, I'm definitely have to watch it again, just to kind of like wrap everything up. Yeah. There's a few things where like they they broke it down in like the explanation videos on YouTube, where I'm like, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. 
And I kind of want to spoil it because it's been out long enough. as well. But I also don't want to. Yeah, who cares? Spoiler alert for Tenet. Uh, no. So when they say that Robert Pattinson's character was the kid That's of the, the theory, yeah. I didn't pick that up at all. Yeah, because cause he's very protective of, of the woman. You see he's like very like... Or he tries to avoid her at all costs. Like he kind of looks at her, but doesn't. Oh. But yeah, there's like there's like kind of like a theory like she might recognize him. Oh. But I don't know. It's it, these are all just fan theories that people create. Yeah, because I didn't pick that up yeah. at all in the movie. But now that you pick that or say that kind of stuff, maybe I'll notice the yeah. the little mannerisms he does, and and maybe it'll be like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I'm a fan of Robert Pattinson now. Can't wait. I hope hopefully he lives it up in the, in in the Batman movie because that movie looks so sweet. Yes, so sweet. How cool was that trailer for the Batman? It was awesome. And adding on Nirvana. Yes. And putting it more of that slow. It's like the unplugged version. Yeah. God damn, that was good, man. It's a very different vibe to Batman movies, which is I think kind of what we needed. Yeah. The last couple of Batman movies have had kind of the same sort of like one of them was like it's this Christopher Nolan movie but it's Batman yeah and the next one was like well this is kind of like like the Zack Snyder stuff is kind of the comic book version of Batman like the darker yep. version yep. of it and this one just kind of seems like a I don't know maybe a grunge version of it yeah kind of like a, was it like a, a noir yeah noir noir, noir. yeah uh, that that's what it kind of, I feel like it gives off that kind of vibe yeah um, speaking of uh, Nirvana Unplugged you know when people ever ask you like hey what band would you want to see in concert like that you can't see anymore yeah. like is there a certain concert or something like that that's always my answer Nirvana like they're like hey pick a concert like one concert or one band that you would see like at any time any any like people would be like oh Woodstock or some shit like that I'll tell you the truth man I'd want to go see that unplugged performance by Nirvana yeah could you I mean there was probably only what a hundred plus people in yeah. in the audience for that could you imagine saying like I was one of those people in the audience That's watching that cool. performance one of the greatest performances of all time I don't know if I'd want to go to like a, a normal Nirvana concert back in the day I feel like that'd be I a little would. too wild for me fuck no I, I'd be right up in that yeah. dude hell yeah I'd be up in that uh, by the way I heard like the FBI released some documents about Cobain's death that have never been released before because you know like there's that whole idea yeah. that he didn't commit suicide that maybe he got murdered and uh, but yeah, I, was, I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, it's like God, it's been like it's almost like thirty years, right? Something like that. Like, and you're just now coming out with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's always so weird to me when stuff like that comes out like thirty years later. Yeah. Like, did you? Did you uh, it's kind of off top. Did you ever see the movie Argo? Yes. So it's like that was like a thing that they like kept under wraps for like twenty years. Yeah. Like, how did you? How did you? Keep, like, how did no one know about that? Like, yeah. It's so crazy. But. Yeah. Same kind of stuff. Like who who knows who knows what else we don't know right now that we will know in twenty years. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy is? So I I was right there. I was like in fourth grade when uh, Nirvana came out with uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." It might have been like third or fourth grade. And you, I I've said this for a long time. Nirvana to me is the most important band to come out in the past thirty years. Than, more than anybody other band, yeah. any other band. There's so many bands that wouldn't have been successful if it wasn't for them. Nirvana changed the music industry, right? Prior to them, it was all about uh, it was hair metal, right? Yeah. A lot of hair metal, a lot of uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, all that kind of stuff. And then you know, grunge started peeking its head out from the Pacific Northwest, yeah, and was like, hey, 
and then Nirvana just kicked the fucking door open with Smells Like Teen Spirit and literally changed everybody. Changed changed society. You started seeing people wear flannels. People were more depressed, <laughs> you know, just because, like, they're supposed to be. Yeah. It was – you can't – unless you were alive back then, you can't describe the, the influence that Nirvana yeah. had on society and, and culture is there, is there any music today that influences culture like – music back in the day did like i don't think so like i don't uh, i don't i you know what's weird i guess you can say like like britney spears and like that the late 90s yeah also had a huge influence i mean look at the late 90s remember trl yes you had everything from literally britney spears nsync backstreet boys to wu-tang clan uh, to bad boy, um, you had no, cash money millionaires, and then you know all the rap groups, yeah. and then you had corn, Marilyn Manson, Limp Biscuit. They all showed up on that show, and it was all kind of like these are the top. What was it, top ten or something like that? Yeah. And it's like, wow, look at the goddamn diversity in in this music. It's it was nuts, dude. People would just stand outside to hopefully see the artists in the window. Yeah, like how big of a deal it was. I'm like, people would just camp out in Times Square just hanging out just to see maybe Eminem wave at them through the window like, yeah I don't, I don't know if there's like a, if there's a certain band but man the late 90s there was a lot yeah of like just diversity going on in the music yeah I at think, least that's what I think I think that's kind of when it pivoted off of the Nirvana stuff though I think it was very much that for a while and then all these boy bands came along yeah and then rap kind of ch- became better and then that was kind of like the model for the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I honestly don't have my, I don't know what it is today. I don't know what the music is today. That's popular, but no, you're not supposed to know you're, we're, we're way too old. Yeah. Caring about that. But yeah, it's, I, if I couldn't say, I couldn't tell you one direct person group that affected the culture as much as Nirvana did. No. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, people would probably say like Kanye West, maybe. I, I would probably say because this was I, I was this age. I would say Eminem impacted a lot of people, like just the the mentality of a lot of people in the late, like especially me as a young kid. I kind of like fluctuated towards that like attitude that he had. Yeah, like, it I, was kind of like, and then you know Marilyn Manson was kind of the same way. But yeah, I I, I you know what's interesting too is. Eminem obviously wasn't the first white rapper. No. But he definitely opened up the door. Yeah. For 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 white rappers. Yeah. Because yeah, well, here's the funny thing. Uh Beastie Boys have been around since like the beginning of yeah. rap. Three Jewish kids, I think they were from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And little people people don't know this. They were a punk band. Yeah. If you listen to Sabotage, Sabotage is a punk song. And um, and then they discovered that they could rap yeah. or do some. I don't know. The craziest thing I haven't seen this since the Beastie Boys, and the Beastie Boys did this so well. The Beastie Boys never just had their own verse. You notice that, like the Beastie yeah. Boys were always cutting in and out of each other's yeah. verses. Could you imagine doing that on stage? 
it's nuts. Yeah, it'd be nuts. It's nuts. You have to know, like, oh, my line's coming up right here. Yeah. My line's coming up right here, rather than just like, okay, I got the rest of this verse off until the uh, the chorus comes up, and then I come back, come in. Yeah. You're, they're constantly going back and forth uh, on verses. It's crazy. But no, I don't. I don't know if this because I was obviously pretty young back then, and there was no internet back then, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But nobody said like, oh, look at these three, you know, white Jewish boys rapping. Yeah. It was just they were that good. Yeah. And the Def Jam artists around them were like, yeah, man, these guys, they're fire. Like, they, they know what they're doing, man. And then you had Vanilla Ice out. And by the way, I was a huge Vanilla Ice fan. Yeah. And But he was kind of made, you know, obviously that was like a real quick run, right? Like, he, that candle burned and really the, and quickly. I think, he, I think he did something that Eminem never did is he made that song for the Ninja Turtles movie. By the way, six songs. It's a great fucking song. Ninja but rap. It, at that point, it's like, all right, so this guy's not really trying to rap. He's trying to become famous. Yeah, and also... Whereas I never got that with Eminem. Like, what Eminem did was he, he he made fun of himself. Yeah. And that's what everybody was like, okay, we'll accept this guy. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's, he's not trying to, to act like he... Uh, he's not trying to rap about, like, bitches, hoes, yeah. money, gangbanging, uh, drug dealing... All that kind of stuff. He's talking about like, yeah, man, I'm white. Yeah, this is how I grew up. He was embracing the fact he was white trash. Exactly. So, um, it was it was pretty. Uh, and after that, man, you saw a lot of white rappers come out. Obviously, a lot of them sucked. Yeah, sucked ass. But then there was ones, man, like Bubba Sparks, mm-hmm. solid. Uh, Paul Wall, mm-hmm. awesome. And then you know, you know, from there, you, uh, who's that? The Mac Miller kid, Mac Miller, Machine yeah, Gun Kelly. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, um, cool. Um, he's not really rap anymore either. He's kind of changed his style of music too. Yeah, but it's just like, man, Eminem. Like, now it's not a big deal at all if you're a white rapper. It's like, no. hey, man, the guy can rap. That's it. And I can see that too because, you know, what's interesting is when you saw those, the late '90s, you saw a lot more of the 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 meshing mm-hmm. of rap and rock. Yeah, because you got to think a lot of these, of these people grew up with both mu- you know both styles of music. I, me growing up, I loved rap and I loved metal, and you know a lot of the stuff in between. So if let's say if I went into the music industry, I would bring those influences with me, right? Yeah. So you saw a lot of that with like Limp Biscuit, Corn, um, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park. They made a whole album with Jay Z. Dude, I remember listening to Lincoln Park for the first time. What is it? The was that the Hybrid Theory yeah. album that was their first one? Yeah. And my brother, my older brother, discovered that before. Like I've said this multiple times. My brother discovered more artists before everybody else because he was always on. Like this is right when Napster came out oh, yeah. and like file trading or like whatever the hell you call it. And my brother would just get all this music. And I remember the first time I listened to Lincoln Park uh, Hybrid Theory, I was like, "This is the future." Yeah. You were like listening to the music and being like, this doesn't sound like anything else. This is the future. And then I saw them uh, live and they were fantastic. Yeah. They were fantastic. Because you're like, are they mixing rap and rock together yep. in one band and it actually sounds good? Yeah. Okay. It was awesome, man. Yeah. I, you know, it, a lot of that, ha- a lot of that started happening in the late, in the late nineties. It was awesome, dude. It was awesome. I miss those times. <laughs> I miss them so much. Yeah. I do too. It was such good times, man. There was something about that energy in the late '90s. There was a lot of like aggressive aggression, I guess yeah. you could say. 
but also and on the flip side you had like all that poppy shit too yeah. it was crazy you had something for everybody yeah you could watch the vmas which used to be a huge deal dude the vmas used to be so cool yeah and now who gives a shit about because i don't them? make music videos anymore so i don't know why they'd even still run them like people don't make music videos anymore god you know what i used to watch when i was a kid and i would just be like i cannot wait till i'm old enough to do that remember uh mtv spring breaks <laughs> holy crap man when they would go to like panama city or yeah. like fort lauderdale or daytona and man it just looked like it, it looked like the greatest time of all it looked like the greatest time ever it used to confuse me so much when i would see the mtv spring break and then i would watch those nitros that were i think in the same place yeah and you're like this is so weird. They're wrestling where they just had these big parties on MTV. And this is how big wrestling was back then. You know, like during the Monday Night Wars, those wrestlers were on those yeah. MTV shows. Do you remember that 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 uh, show where Nash chased that kid down? No. So like Hall, Nash, and like a few other WCW wrestlers were uh, on stage. I can't remember what show it was for. But some kid in the crowd like threw something and it hit Nash. Big no-no, first yeah. of all. Nash is the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. And so Nash hops off the stage and goes running after the kid, slams him in the sand. You know, it doesn't really fuck him up or anything. Yeah. It just kind of slams him in the sand. And then you see security run over, cops, whatever, and they start, you know, they arrest the kid. But that's how big, like, wrestlers were frequent on MTV, sh like, you know, like the award shows, mm -hmm. the spring breaks. That's how popular wrestling was back in the day. That's how popular it was crazy yeah. there's very few mainstream cross stars now that could do that no you have cena and you have the rock yeah is there anybody uh, like is there anybody else really crossing over and there was some netflix movie i watched like a week ago that roman reigns was in like the first scene of but that oh, really? was it. it's some david spade movie okay and he was in it and i was like this is random and like you know roman was in that movie with the rock and jason statham the hobbs and shaw movie but other than that, no, there's not really anyone I would expect to just turn on the TV and see. No, it's crazy. I love the late 90s. Early 2000s, that was good stuff, man. Yeah. Those were good. Those were fun times for me back then. Different world. It's very Completely different, different world. Very man. different world. We're celebrating the fact that we're, we can go to the movie theaters again. Like that's, <laughs> that's the kind of crazy world we live in now where I'm like, oh, there's movies coming out. I might want to go to the theater and see. Like That's so weird. Uh, Yeah. I know, man. There's, there's gonna be a massive dump of movies this year, like so many. Like, there's a lot of trailers coming out. I saw the the yeah. trailer for the new Venom. Yes. What do you think about that? Uh, it was okay. I yeah. I like the choice of Woody Harrelson as Carnage, but well, first of all, Woody Harrelson is one of the greatest actors of all time. Very very underrated. Name a genre. Name a character. He nails it. Yeah. You want comedy? He fucking nails it. You want serious drama? He fucking nails it. What do you want? What do you want? Woody will give it to you. Yeah. The first season of True Detective, I don't know if you ever watched it. I never watched it, but I heard so nothing good. but good things. Him and McConaughey are so good together in that first season of that show. Dude, I'm a big Woody Harrelson fan. Big Earn McCracken from uh from Kingpin. Mm -hmm. One of the fun uh, one of the funniest characters of all time. And Woody Harrelson in that movie kills it. Yeah. Um there, there, he's been in, uh, you think about it, like that guy's resume. He's insane. Everything. Yeah, he was on a hit TV show in Cheers. Yeah. He's been in so many movies. Like, he's still around. He's still going. He's a man, dude. I love Woody Harrelson. But uh, I, I saw the trailer for Venom. And if anybody... Uh, so Woody Harrelson is playing uh, is playing Carnage mm -hmm. in this movie. It's Venom. Uh, 
I can't remember what the title is for Carnage. Something for Carnage. Let There Be Carnage. Let There Be Carnage. Something That's like it. That, yeah. And I, I don't know how I feel about this. So I wasn't too into the Venom comics when I was a kid. Yeah. And I thought Venom was just like a ravage, like a killer. Yeah. But they kind of have him as a comedic. Like even in the first Venom movie, there was a little bit of comedy with that the Venom uh, character. Yeah. It looks like they're still riding that into this movie. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I'd have to be I'd have to talk to more serious comic book people to see like, "Hey, is that true to the character?" Yeah. Um but I was a huge Carnage fan. Oh, me too. Back when I was a kid because the well, first of all, the guy's name's Carnage. Yeah. He looks like Venom, but he's red. He always like morphs these blades and stuff like that, like these sharp objects out of his uh, what is it symbiote 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 whatever yeah. but anyways uh, I'm sure I'll see it does it look awesome no I'm more stoked for the Batman movie yeah uh, but yeah is there any other trailers that have come out I saw like they, they re- like Marvel released like little clips not like full trailers but little clips of like the Eternals they have yeah. the Black, Pan- Black Panther 2 coming out. Yeah, they did one for the Black Widow movie, which is coming out in July. That looks sick. Yeah. Looks that great. looks like a Jason Bourne movie. Yeah. I think it looks great. And it was supposed to come out like last year, right? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in like December, but they've delayed it so many times. I don't... I have a feeling there's something in that movie that they didn't want to happen before the shows that were on came uh-huh. out. So maybe it has something to do with that. Okay. But I think that movie looks great, though. Yeah. It looks really cool. Uh, and I think they're going to release it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they're going to do it in theaters and on Disney Plus, but it's going to be that you have to pay like 30 bucks to rent it. So probably cheaper just go to the theaters if it's in theaters. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's uh the Or you have the convenience of just sitting on your couch and yeah. pushing a button. I think the new Fast and the Furious movie is coming out this year. I'll pass on that one. The new Saw movie is coming out in like 3 days. Eh, I'm not really into Saw movies. The first I'll, I'll I'll give it to you. The first first one and the second one were pretty pretty good this one looks different because it's got chris rock and samuel jackson it looks like it's more like the movie seven. Oh, really which i which i like i love the movie seven that is a good movie so like it, it, it's got that vibe in the trailer so i'm kind of and it's like kind of not a reboot but it's like they're kind of skipping everything that the old movies did where it's it was spin-off just, yeah all the, the old movies were just all gore and no real substance towards the end but like this one seems like it might have a story Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw The Quiet Place. Yeah, but that's Quiet good Place stuff. Two is coming out this in a couple of months. Like, I'll be seeing that. That movie, the first movie, was really, really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I I enjoyed the my my wife really wanted to see it. I, I can't remember why she was so like stoked to see it, but um, is she a big Emily Blunt fan. I don't know. I I like Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see uh, Fr- uh something tomorrow with Tom Cruise? No. Uh. Think, yeah, I know. I know what we were talking about. It's where she like he like keeps getting reincarnated. Yeah, as himself. Like he lives the same day over and over. So it's kind of like Groundhog. The Edge day, of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, and she's in it, and she she does a really good job. Yeah. It's a good story too, man. I, I like that she movie. Was in Sicario. I don't know if you saw that. Yep, the first one. Yeah, I love that movie. She's been in a lot of movies. I like. Yes. Cool, man. So, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. Stuff to, to look forward to at least. I, I'm a big movie guy, man. I love going to the movie theaters. I don't know what exactly my future is going to be with the movie theaters. Uh, if a lot of the stuff gets released on HBO Max, I'll just watch it at home. Yeah. But I, I do love going to the movies, man. It's it, it's one of those things I, I really do enjoy. Going to the theater, getting your ticket, going and sitting down and waiting for the lights to drop down and the movie to come on. It's just, and I, I'm a trailer guy too. A lot yes. of people say they hate the trailers. 
I love the trailers, man. I want to see what the fuck's coming out in the next few months yeah. or next year or whatever. The only problem with trailers now is because Twitter exists. You see so many trailers, like, without going to theaters. Like, it'll pop up on your feed. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Let's go to uh, questions. I think yeah. we got a few questions that are going to be uh, take a little bit of time. So let me see who this person is. Okay, so Chad Rico on Instagram asks... What up, Chad? What are your thoughts on the legal legalization of marijuana in the United States of America? Also, do you feel athletes, employees of any company should be penalized, discriminated against for using marijuana? Vince shot a short clip with RVD this past week, which you should definitely check out. Vince shot a short clip? with He... he I guess there's some video with him and RVD that dropped. Or, Wait, or, Vince or, uh, Vice. Vice. Okay, Vice. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Vice. Uh, actually, Chad sent that my, to me. Chad's a uh, a referee. Yeah. He uh, he trains at. Well, he he yeah he he trained refereeing at Level Up. Actually, he was there this past uh, this past Thursday, getting work in. Um, I'm all for legalizing marijuana. Uh, you're talking to a guy who has extensive experience in working in the nightclub bar industry and understanding the effects of alcohol on yeah. people. And Adam, go ahead and ask me, how many times have I had problems with somebody who was really high on, on, on marijuana? <clears throat> hey, Mike. Yes. Uh, how many times have you had issues with gentlemen who or women who have been smoking the marijuana? Interesting question. Interesting question, Adam. I've never had a problem. Oh, wow. Is that because people who smoke pot are calmer than people who get really drunk? I'm not a I'm not a scientist, but my hypotenuse is that yes. I will tell you I feel much calmer when I smoke pot. Yeah, man. It makes you feel so much better than what alcohol does. So when I worked in the nightclub industry, man, I would deal with drunks constantly. Yeah. And you know, you have different types of drunks. You have happy drunks, you have, you know, angry drunks, and you know, it's a roll of the dice. When you let people in, you're like, I don't know what kind of drunk you are. Hopefully, you're you're the happy kind. Yeah. But um, you know, alcohol, man, it, it just it, it's it, it tends to to make people think that they uh, they're a lot tougher. Yeah. Than they really are, and they they give them the uh, it gives you the uh, the balls to do something that maybe you wouldn't do normally. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I always, uh, I've, I've always said this, man, marijuana. I've never had a problem with anybody who, who, who smoked pot. I've never had to, I've never gotten threatened to get beat up by somebody who's high. I've never had, I've never gotten shit talked to by a person that was high, but I've had multiple incidences, multiple, multiple, I almost got killed <laughs> by a guy that was, you know, drinking, you know, yeah. intoxicated. And, uh, you know, I've always, I've gotten into plenty of altercations with people that are, uh, that are, uh, that have been drinking. So I believe that marijuana should be, should be legalized. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. Actually, I was talking to, uh, one of my neighbors, um, and we were talking about that, like, you know, legalizing marijuana and he goes, yeah, the only problem they're going to have federally with it is that all these alcohol business, like these businesses of alcohol, they, they got a lot of money right now. You, you introduce marijuana legally, you know, what's going to happen to alcohol prices or sales? I honestly don't think it would change. I mean, the I theory is it. the theory is that they would go down, right? That's I what guarantee they'll change. Yeah. Guarantee they'll change. Because if you ask somebody who smokes pot and drinks alcohol, hey, what would you rather do? Smoke marijuana or drink alcohol? Guarantee they're always going to go with marijuana. Probably. 
always going to go with marijuana. And um, so he was like, that's the problem, man. You got, you got, uh, you know, the, the alcohol business, you know, uh, companies with all, you know, the money they've, they're definitely in politicians' pockets, right? Yeah. So that's the one problem with trying to to legalize it federally. Yeah. But that's you know what that's they're such they're such so stupid when it comes to that the federal thing. Like I have a friend who was going to the National Guard, and we had a bachelor party in Vegas, and he literally had to leave the room if any of us were smoking pot yep. because of the because it's legal in California. I think it's legal in Nevada, obviously, because you're doing a show for weed. But mm-hmm. like you you can't do that and like companies will fire you if you still test positive in california where it's legal yeah like if you like when i worked for amazon they were like yeah if you tested positive for pot we'd have to fire you and i'm like but it's legal yeah but not federally and Wild, it's just huh? like well it's so dumb now i got a question for you adam here's another question for you okay you're an employer right you have a business you have a lot of employees um you have employees that want to go out and and party, right? They want yep. to go have fun. Okay, they're allowed to go drink alcohol, and they might drink a lot of it. Yep. What's going to happen the next day? They're going to be hungover. Going to be hungover. Probably not going to be pretty. They're not. They're not going to be good employees. Nope. Probably feel like shit, and not give the best service, right? Whatever the business is, yep. they're probably not going to do the best at it because they're hungover. They feel like crap. I've never heard of somebody having a hangover from marijuana. No. I believe you have to, if, and if you do, like I said, I'm not a marijuana expert. I, yeah. So, um, you know, somebody might say, "Hey, man, I smoked way too much. You know, like I don't feel good today." But I feel like that's very far fetched to say. Like, yeah. and and you and, and to get to that level, you have to smoke inc- incredibly too and much you alcohol. Sleep better when you smoke. Exactly. So you should wake up refreshed. Like, you so wake up. Ah. So let's say you have a uh, government, right? You have uh, police officers and you have firefighters two very important jobs right Mm -hmm. you got to be at the top of your game hopefully every shift you're at the top of your game now i don't know if you know this i have a lot of firefighter friends but alcohol is frequently used i'm sure in the fire in the fire department business right because these guys got a lot of time off and obviously they uh they got to see a lot of things right a lot of car accidents a lot of of bad stuff yeah and um now you have two very important positions, police officer and firefighter, that they're allowed to drink alcohol. Yeah. But they cannot smoke marijuana. Yeah. But now you're sending people out that possibly, oh, they have, well, they might be hung over from the night before. You know, they might not feel good. Okay, that doesn't sound good. No. Whereas, like, if they just smoked pot, they have no hangover. Nope. They have no hangover. But here's the argument. Well, they don't want people showing up high. Well, that's that's the thing. So I think someone should really try to figure out some sort of science where they can do what they do with alcohol. Can they test that you're high right now, dude? There's because you can test for someone and see if they have pot, but that doesn't mean they're high at that moment. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. means that they've smoked it sometime in the last twenty four hours. Yeah. Now with alcohol, it's like you blow into the breathalyzer. You know right there if you're drunk. Yeah. I think someone should try to come up with something where you can immediately identify if somebody's high. Well, that's the interesting... I mean, it's usually just a visual test, right? Yeah. I've had plenty of... Uh, I remember back when I worked uh, in the nightclub industry, I had, uh, you know, multiple times, I'd have door guys show up drunk. Yeah. And be like, what are you doing, man? I can tell you're drunk. I can just yeah. see you're drunk right now. And I have to send them home. Yeah. And, you know, they, they want people, oh, well, they don't want people showing up uh, high. Yeah. Well, pe- motherfuckers show up drunk too. Yeah. You know, you rec- visually you recognize it. Hey, man, something's off about you right now. Yeah. Something's off about you. 
But like my roommate smokes so much pot and I don't know the difference between when he's high and when he's not high. Really? So it's like there's certain people that are just that's the way they are no matter how much they smoke or what. They're all there are very functional uh potheads. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's like I couldn't be a functioning alcoholic. And like well, yeah. some people can some people can, some people but can. like you still are impaired. I always slightly. find that amazing though, when like people like that that's how they spend their day is like high. Yeah. And they get through the day like work wise and all that kind of stuff. It's like how how do you do that, man? Like what would what would life be like for you if you weren't high? Would it be just like an utter nightmare? Like some people admit dude, I, okay, real talk. <laughs> One of my friends back when I was younger, he was a soccer player, he was a goalie. And uh he would he was one of those functional stoners. Yeah. And he was very, very good at being a goalie when he was high. Because it, it it helps your focus. Yeah. In a way, like, you're and, just, like more attentive. And the coach would know this. The coach <laughs> knew this. And if he was having a bad game, he'd look at the other players and be like, hey, maybe at a, I don't know, what, what does soccer have? Like half times or anything like that? I have no idea. Maybe uh, you guys should go to the bathroom with, with uh, you know, the goalie. I'm not going to say his name because yeah. I don't want to out him. But um, yeah, like there's some, there's certain cats that can do that. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But, uh, I don't know. I think it should be legal. Also, I think so too. let's talk about this. You know, he brought up like, you know, athletes and injuries. Wrestling, you get hurt all the time. A lot of athletes, any sport, you get you get hurt. Yep. You know, it's just, it's it's part of the job. I, I, I got hurt last week at training. Not from, not like injured, injured, but I took way too many bumps. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking because I'm the trainer. So I'm like, okay, if I'm showing you guys, you better do it on me first because... I'm the responsible one here. I'm the yeah. one showing you how to do it. And if I believe that I'm showing it to you right, then you need to do it on me rather than like me showing you how to do it and maybe it not being the, the right way. And then you do it to somebody, another student, and you, and you end up fucking that person up, right? Yeah. So like that's what I feel like the trainer is like, hey, I'm showing you this. How to, I'm showing you how to do this. I'm showing you how to do it safely. Do it to me, you know? So, anyways, I took way too many fucking bumps. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. My lower back was killing me, man. Killing me. I, that was Thursday night. Friday, it, kill, it was hurting. Saturday, it was hurting. Sunday, a little bit better, but I had to drive up the championship and uh, and do my match. Did the match. Of course, yesterday, it hurt. <laughs> this morning, it hurts, you know, because I re-aggravated it. So, you have a lot of these companies that are like, okay, cool, you're in pain. Well, you're not allowed to use marijuana. Nope. Uh, I don't think they can. There's a, actually, from what I heard, the WWE they have they're very strict, even on like, uh, like over the counter Tylenol. Like they're not, they're they're really strict on this stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, man. So, a lot of these these uh, these uh, athletes, hey man, you can you're hurt, cool, you can go get a prescription, yeah. a doctor approved prescription for something that's an op- uh, opiate, right? Mm-hmm. A painkiller that you can possibly get hooked on. Yeah. And this is for regular people, even with like that have surgery, right? Hey, uh, we're going to write you this uh, prescription for painkiller, some kind of opiate. And what happens? Motherfuckers get addicted to, to pills. What's this, I, From what I've heard and what I've uh, heard people talk about, they'll re- reject the painkillers now from the doctors. And in California, they'll go to like a dispensary yeah. pick up like edibles like a gummies or something like that and i think that's sounds like a lot better idea yeah than than possibly getting hooked on 
you know, painkillers. So, yeah, legalize this shit. Yeah. Well, that's something the NFL did last year. They made it so people who pop for marijuana in the NFL don't get suspended anymore. Good. Like Josh Gordon, like was suspended like a ton of times. Cause he just kept smoking weed. Ricky Williams, Ricky Williams. Back like, in yeah, the day. it's so dumb. Like who cares if they're smoking pot? Like don't what, what does it matter shit. to you? And like these guys get suspended for stuff. That's not illegal, but because they didn't have a prescription or their prescription expired, like they get suspended for it. I'm like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like steroids, right? Yeah. I 100% can understand why steroids are, are, uh, illegal in in athletics yeah also i, I kind of do love the sports when when the players are on this the yes, steroids absolutely bring me back mcguire sosa bring it back to me yeah i'm telling you would, would people want to redo that if they knew both of them were on steroids like if you went back to 98 people like it was out there these guys are on steroids people would be like Shh, quiet loved it it was awesome it brought baseball back it yeah. brought baseball back anyways I'm not saying I encourage it, but I <laughs> I understand why they're outlawed, right? You got two, you got big men, yeah, uh, hitting each other hard on the fly in MMA boxing. Obviously, like yeah. you know, these people are, are physically getting hit, you know, harder if somebody's yeah. on steroids. Uh, whereas baseball, it's like, hey man, those the the contact sports I get, yeah, steroids help, but baseball, I'm like, it just helps you hit a ball further. Who cares? Like, well, it doesn't give you a distinct advantage. Yeah, and and by the way. The pitchers on the gas too. Oh yeah, pitchers are on the gas. Yeah. So in the late nineties, again, even back to the late nineties, we had TRL, we had all yeah. this music, and we had just guys just gas into the gills and hitting sixty home runs in a season. Dingers, just dingers. dingers. Like, yeah, the, the the pitchers on the gas, the guy at home plate hitting is on the gas. Even Steven. Yeah, Roger Clemens was on just as many steroids as Mark McGuire was in the late nineties. <laughs> But I can get it. I get it. Why? Why that stuff's uh, banned? Yeah. From from those types of sports. And actually, I touch with now. I'm, I'm completely confused on where I was going with with this steroid I stuff. I was going somewhere, and then you you you, you fucked it up, Adam. You yeah. fucked it up. Maybe I helped it. Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. You're talking. You're, talk, you're comparing the competitive advantage. Oh, okay, to yes. Smoking. So, so, so you take steroids, and, and it gives you an advantage. Yeah, it gives you a competitive advantage. Um, you recover quicker. You can lift harder, and all that kind of stuff, right? You still got to put in the work. Yep. You still got to put in the work, but it helps you recover. I couldn't. I don't. I really don't see the physical athletic advantage of marijuana. It's just a better. It's like a more advanced way to focus. Like some guys will take Ritalin. Yeah, to help them focus in like a cheating way. Like yeah. right now, you're more zoned in. Yeah, and I guess it's the same with pot. But to me, it doesn't. But, but some people same. get more focused. Yeah, some people get more focused. I don't think all people get more no. focused. Because so. when I did it, I don't get focused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I can't. Um, but anyways, I uh, yeah, I have no problem with marijuana. I I think it should be legalized completely. Um, I don't think employers should really care, but whatever, man, that's just what I think. Financially, it would help the country too. Hell yeah, and we'd make so much more money being able to tax that shit. Dude, everywhere. the amount of the amount of money the states that have legalized it are are getting, phew, insane, man, insane. Back up the Brinks trucks. <laughs> All right, yes, I, I'm completely okay with uh with marijuana. It should be legalized. It's ridiculous that it's not. What else we got? All right, we got second question of three from this one's from DTF Abel. Which music do you prefer entering to? Big Balls or 99? 
uh probably 99 okay yeah the haunted that's who that that song's by i don't know is that the other song you go by you come out to i've only heard you come out to big balls so yeah i've come out so my my original song that i came out to was van halen uh was it really you you really got me now something like that i came out to van halen first then I think I came out to ACDC uh, Shoot the Thrill oh. and then should have worn an Iron Man suit to the ring I had Iron Man, I had Iron Man trucks oh, trunks. actually they're up in that closet right now um, and then I had uh, I came out to Kanye West uh, the what is it uh, No Something in the Wild uh, what the fuck is it um is it called is it from one of the no, earlier uh, no church in the wild oh, okay that's a cool that when i turned heel that's the song that i came out to it was a dope song and then yeah i came out to the haunted 99 and then came out to um now Devin and i use big balls and then i've also come out to like easy e um real motherfucking g's i thought that was cool but yeah i don't know it's always weird when you're picking like an entrance song yeah because one day you're like this song is sick you listen to it like 30 times and you're like, this is going to be my new entrance song. And then like the next day you're like, you find another song and you're like, this would be sweet to yeah. come out to and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Entrance songs. They're fun. Yeah. Actually we have four questions now. Sweet. So now here's the third. This is from SoCal Gabe. He says moviegoers share their opinions about movies on social media as do wrestling fans about wrestling. With wrestling, though, it's not uncommon to see fans say things like, if you don't like it, don't watch, or just enjoy it. Do you think that kind of mentality from fans is good or bad? Should fans try critiquing less and enjoying more? I have no problem with critiquing. Or, you know, uh, people giving their opinion on a match, a wrestler, whatever. If they're... uh, Here's the thing. If they're talking about you, it's good. Yeah good or bad if they're saying your name cool that's all you gotta you you know you really need there's dog shit wrestlers yeah. that get shit on but people don't know their name yeah they know their name i do think the fan critiquing of like booking shit, a booking and like how to do moves i don't like that yeah like i try not to do that because i'm at this point i'm more of a fan than anything like i won't sit there and be like oh that move looked like shit or the way they're moving in the ring looks like shit. Cause like, that's not like you don't watch a movie and go, man, his acting is terrible hmm. or his, you know, I mean, people do that too. Yeah. But like, I I'm don't a know, big it, critique of movies. Huh? I'm a big yeah, critic. Of yeah. Movies. No, there's just like, I don't, I don't know. How, I don't know how to equate it to movies, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a certain nuance of wrestling that like fans think they understand because they watch a couple of shoot interviews where they heard Terry Funk use an insider term. Yeah. And they think that they know everything. Now. Oh yeah. 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 That kind of stuff. I don't like, like I don't mind people critiquing. Uh, there are a lot of wrestlers that should have thicker skin when it comes to their critique and just ignore it. Like if you don't, if you know you're doing it right, just ignore it. But like, there's people that like are just saying, I didn't like the match. And then like the wrestler will come at them on Twitter, like, fuck you. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Well, now that's a little, you're you're taking it a little too seriously. Yeah. My 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 thought process is, if if you come into if you put yourself in the light the spotlight, if you enter into this wrestling industry, and you perform in front of crowds, you're putting yourself out there to yeah. be critiqued or you know, and people to give their opinion on you. Yeah. 
it's just it, 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 this is it comes with the business man yeah and that goes for anything if you're an actor if you're any kind of athlete if you put yourself out there you're you know this is what happens yeah and guess what if these people are buying tickets if they are fans of the of the um entertainment yeah industry that you're in you know whether it be music uh tv uh movies wrestling hey man this is this is what it is it is what it is um i don't yeah i'm uh i'm fine with it and i i, I understand it yeah you're allowed to I, I i do it with movies i do it with tv shows i do it with other stuff like yeah there shouldn't be anything wrong with critiquing something yeah. or saying i didn't like this specifically but I, I I also don't like the people that says if you don't like it, don't watch it because there are certain products that are bad that should be better. Where it's like I'm gonna complain about it, but like and then again, like for me, like I got so tired of WWE, that I just stopped watching it. Yeah, now. and that's fine. It's fine. Like I I gave them so much time to get better, and I was finally just like, this isn't. I'm getting no enjoyment out of watching three hours of Raw anymore and all this other shit. So I just I won't do it. Yeah, and this question actually reminded me of a of a controversy that did come up this weekend that I forgot earlier. All right, and involved your boy Hammerstone. Oh, is this oh. the uh, podcast thing? Yeah, and I agreed with him. Yeah. So he he th- did a thing where he said, um, if you're going to interview wrestlers, try to come up with a unique unique way of doing it instead of being like the seventh podcast to ask him how'd you start, who's your favorite opponent, yada yada yada. And he was telling the stories about how people would like go to an MLW taping and ask him questions like, so do you have goals of like signing a contract as he was signed to a contract? Yeah. Do you have goals of winning a title as he was a champion in MLW? Like that. And that's one of the, and some people got like mad at him for saying that. And I'm like, no, that's true. You know how many wrestling podcasts are out there where they ask these wrestlers the same fucking questions. It's so monotonous and not every single Harry, Dick and Larry out there should have a podcast talking about wrestling. Um. Yeah, I saw that, and I, I. You know what's funny is I. I didn't read all the comments below yeah. it, but um. Yeah, apparently he. You know, my boy Hammer. Yeah. He he's got a thing for. Uh, he, he's really good at uh, starting controversy. <laughs> I love. I, I guess he just he just shares an opinion that I would assume most people would have. Like yep. you'd be like, yeah, yeah, and then everyone's like, you're an, you're an asshole. I'm like, no, he's right. Like, uh, but also this is all like it doesn't matter if people took that as bad or good yeah people are, are are paying attention to hammer and love him or hate him you're paying attention to him yeah and that's all that matters that's all that matters okay. i you know i've done i've done a few you know we have our own podcast and uh i've done other podcasts and yeah like a lot of times it's 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 redundant as far yeah. as questions wise but it is what it is yeah um I don't really have a problem with the same question being asked, but I mean, Hammer's probably done more podcasts than me, so probably. it probably does get annoying. Yeah. Uh, when we have guests on, I try to make it a little Different, bit more personalized. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm not talking to them as a fan. Yeah. I'm talking to them more of like as a friend or maybe a coworker or yeah. somebody that's in the business. You know, I'm not like, hey, man. So, uh, what made you get into wrestling? What uh, what are your goals? You know, like that kind of stuff. It's like, hey, man. What's up, dude? How you been? I guarantee all the interviews you've done with Dominic are very different than any other WWE interview he's done. I hope so. I, don't I mean, know. they they. Uh, oh, so before we move on, there is one kind of critique I saw this weekend that is a good example of what I'm talking about. So, Hammer wrestled Hunter this last weekend. Yep, in Arizona, and he did his Nightmare Pendulum move to him. And there was like three comments down. There was some guy that was like, 
man, these guys need to learn how to tuck their legs on that move. <laughs> and I laughed and I was like, but he did. He took the move. He, Hunter's also almost seven feet tall. And people don't really understand how hard it is to take that move when yeah. you're that tall. Yeah. And the move, but the move went off without a hitch. Like it was fine. But that's the kind of critique I'm like, well, first of all, you don't have a profile pick. You're just a troll. That's the kind of critiquing I don't like. Like telling wrestlers like, oh, you should do this better. Yeah. Like I'm like, save that for people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, but you also look at that kind of stuff. And, 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 and yes, you're right. The person probably has no experience in wrestling. Yeah. And it's their opinion. They yeah. Pro- you look at their followers. They probably have like five followers. Yeah. Who really gives a shit what yeah. they say? Uh, yeah, it's funny because I, I saw that clip. And that's, that's one thing with Hammer's finisher, which is the pendulum, which yeah. is a devastating move. Uh, I've taken it multiple times. I have a funny story too. I can tell it to you guys real fast after I after I answer this question. But um, the uh, that's the problem. Ham- Hammer, I think, is maybe six six foot six one. Mm-hmm. I know I, I've you know he's a good friend of mine. You know I think I'm pretty sure we're eye level. I'm six one, and yeah, Hunter six four. Yeah. So this is something Hammer actually kind of has like like understood like when it, when he's giving the pendulum sometimes that height difference can mess things up yeah um i think hunter wanted to take that move i'm not sure probably uh but yeah i mean it's just it's it's one of those things where you know like hammer has the strength to, to yeah. do that to anybody he could give it to anyone yeah the problem is when the, the person's leg does swing down is there going to be clearance yeah. for him to uh to finish the move safely so, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, hey, you got to pick and choose. Okay, Hunter, you got away with it. You're 6'4". If it's somebody who's 6'6", six, six, eh, yeah. maybe we got to be a little bit more creative and, and think of it somehow. You know, well, it's like Baron Corbin's own. move. If Baron Corbin was six foot tall, it'd be harder to give those moves to some people. The end of days where he takes their legs and swings them under and then out. Yeah. Like if he wasn't as tall as he was, I think that move would be harder to do to everybody. I think he could do it to a a majority of people because of the difference in direction you're yeah. going. Whereas uh, the pendulum, you're taking a back bump out yeah. of it. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more G force in yeah. it rather than the pendulum where the pendulum, you're kind of moving the guy's head over his legs. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's, kinda, guy, it's more, it's more of the guy taking the move than him giving the move. Kind of, right? like, kind of. Yeah. Kind it's, all, of. it's pretty much all on Hunter to get under and tuck before he lands. Yeah. So. It, it's just really hard, man, to really, get those legs underneath as you're moving down. Yeah. It still looked good. I, still thought, looks I, good. Th- I thought it looked good when it's a, I it's, saw the video. It's a true finisher. Oh, yeah. It's a true finisher, man. But uh, funny story with Hammer. So I've wrestled Hammer multiple, multiple times. And the first time we ever uh, wrestled was up at WCWC. And I and, I, and this is before, like, Hammer and I became pretty good friends the first time I went up to WCWC up in Oregon because we shared the same room okay uh it was uh i I had talked to hammer in arizona i had talked to hammer in vegas and i was like all right this guy's cool and then um you know when we shared the room together and then we kind of really you know we started hanging out a lot up in oregon and uh that's when we really became like you know friendly Mm -hmm. and, and really like cool with each other and i knew hammer's finisher was the pendulum and I would just see that that move, and I'm like, "There's, I do not want to take that fucking move, man. I do not want to take it." So up at WCWC, we start wrestling a lot together, and I'm like, "Fuck me, I'm gonna have to like, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take this 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 finisher yeah. right. So uh, we have a handful of matches, and I've had to lose to him, but I haven't had to take the pendulum. He's been giving me like the the front kick, you know, like that kind of stuff, and finishing on that. And I'm like, hell yeah! I've kind of like gotten out of this this finisher multiple times. So then we uh, we have a match, which is like a multi man match, and him and I are supposed to finish the match. And I think we're supposed to finish it with the uh, the front kick that Hammer does. If anybody, it's it's like a bro kick. Um, so we're 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 doing the match. It's a multi man match. Something happens. We go into the finish, and the ref comes over to us and is like, "You still have three minutes left." <laughs> and we're like, "Fuck, god damn it!" So him and I start just working, and we, and we've wrestled each other so many times by that time that we just we know what each other are doing basically, right? So then uh, I think he gives me another front kick and I kick out of it. And then <laughs> finally Hammer goes, you got to take the pendulum. And in my head, I yell out, fuck me. Because I <laughs> literally on the fly, in the ring, you got to take the pendulum. Yeah. And he just hooks me up for the pendulum. There's no way I can politic my way out of this thing. There's no, there's no nothing. And I and next thing I know I'm off my feet, and uh, and then uh, I'm I'm heading down, man. You know I'm, I'm, I'm I can feel, like I like I, said, I can speak to this move because I've taken it multiple yeah. times. You know the G forces. It's, 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 it, there's a lot to this move. It is safely done though. Yeah. Hammer Hammer is strong enough and he's safe enough to to complete it. So I take the move and you know it, it's it's pretty devastating, but it's like okay, it's a hard bump. Yeah, but it ain't gonna kill you. And I was like, all right, cool. Took it. I can. I, I live to say that I, I took it, you know? And then we have one more match. Guess what the finish is? The pendulum. The pendulum. Like, like from now on, Hammer cannot finish me with the front kick. It's got to be the pendulum. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. I think one time I wrestled Hammer. If not, it, it, you know, multiple times, like up at WC. I, I think I wrestled him like five times when one weekend. And if it wasn't like a singles match, it was like a multi-man match yeah. where like him and I would eventually hook up because that was the storyline. And man, for a week, I swear to God, I felt like I fucking got hit by a goddamn truck. And not because Hammer's like stiff or anything. Like Hammer, when you lock up with Hammer, it's like it's like locking up with like a granite rock. Like he he's built like yeah. he's so solid. So when you take an arm, uh, when you take a shoulder tackle from him, you're taking a shoulder tackle from him. And all he's got so many big man moves, and for some reason I have this incredible ability to get really light for power bombs. And Hammer was like, "Sweet, you know how to get, you know how to go up for power bombs." And he, I'm telling you, God damn it, Hammer, you got me on a goddamn rant now. He would slam my ass into the mat. I swear to God, I would, I would go up so so easily, and he would follow through on on the on the slam, right? And then I see him giving all these 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 power bombs to these other kids. God damn it, Hammer! Why don't you lay a mattress and a pillow down for them? He takes it so light on them, and then he back rolls them into like a German or something like that. And it's just like, God damn it, Hammer! Why couldn't you do that for me? You literally, he, I'm pretty sure Hammer tried putting me through the mat a few times. But anyways, he's still one of my good friends. That's why. That's why he did it, though. Because exactly. you always are harder on your friends than you are with people you don't know. At Julius uh, at Thursday night's training this past week, we we made we we said that 
you always hit your friends harder than <laughs> than the yeah. people that aren't your friends because hey you're friends. There's no explanation you in the back or go sorry I hit you like you just know you don't even you, say you, sorry you know you know you know I'm not trying to hurt you like you don't even say that you yeah. just accept it. But anyways, Hammer's my boy, and uh, okay yeah so uh, yeah I don't understand why that was such a big deal about what he said about the podcast but. It triggered some people. Apparently, I didn't read the comments, but it triggered some people. Weird. Well, like, what's weird is most of the wrestling people who do podcasts, like Sean Ross, like they were like, "Yeah, I agree." Like whenever I interview people, I try to ask them questions that other people wouldn't. Yeah, ask. find something else out. Yeah, find something else out. What else was that original question that we? It was just about do you is it good or bad mentality that fans critiquing wrestling and stuff? fans critiquing a match not a big deal to me. Uh, if you are paying customer or if you're sitting to watch a match on youtube if you're taking the time out of your day and you want to you know comment on it hey this is a good match hey this is a bad match hey it was okay hey uh so and so had a good performance blah 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 this performance by this person wasn't really good hey that's cool man i understand it yeah you're 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 a customer uh but when they're like oh the booking was bad hey, come on you don't know dick about booking no oh, yeah you don't know dick about anything else besides the actual watch the wrestling that's put in front of you critique it um, but other than that, don't tell me how I should be selling yeah. if you've never had to sell before. The only person that has any uh, right to talk about the booking or any other aspect of wrestling um, behind the scenes kind of stuff is somebody who's been in the business. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just what I think. If it's if it's somebody, if it's like if it's a uh, if it's Jim Cornette, if it's uh, Dutch Mantel, um, if it's you know Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Jarrett. If it's the King, all those guys that are like famous bookers and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and they have knowledge, yeah, they can give. I'm fine with them critiquing, you know, the booking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if if you don't have if you don't have 30 years of booking experience or like behind the scenes experience yeah. in wrestling, believe me, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I mean, you can you can say something doesn't make sense to you. Yeah. But like that's different than critiquing how somebody books stuff yeah like you can be like I, that angle didn't make any sense or whatever but i don't know I, I feel like i feel like wrestling critiquing critiquing has just become way too toxic it's not it's never helpful it's always just somebody shitting on it and saying you fucking suck rather than being like i didn't like that but like if i don't like something i'll say i didn't like it but i'm not going to be like fuck that guy i hated it because he did it wrong like I don't know. Like, if somebody just says, "Oh yeah, that guy sucks," that's not even critiquing. That's just being like, yeah, you know. But if somebody is like, "Hey, I don't like the way," or you know, it's just that character. I just it, they don't really get it. You know, like I don't know. And it's it's always the follow up too. Like people are like, Baron Corbin sucks. Why does he suck? He can't wrestle. Actually, he can. I think he's a he's an no, awesome. I wrestler. think he's good too. It's just, it's the you know it's the mentality of people that are like, yeah, no, this guy sucks. But why does he suck? Listen, ask me. I'll tell you who can wrestle and who can't. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. A lot of these cats that think these certain wrestlers can wrestle, yeah. no. I'll tell you know, like I'll tell you who can wrestle by watching them. Yeah, you know, you can tell by little mannerisms, can little base. He he could little Orton needs a little bit of polishing, a <laughs> little bit of polishing. No, Orton's a fantastic. You don't know how many wrestlers I see on Twitter say that Randy Orton sucks, and I go, "You're probably not very good then if you think Randy Orton sucks." You know what's interesting is there's just different types of wrestling. Yeah. Um, so championship wrestling from Hollywood or the United Network, yeah. right? They now have championship wrestling from Missis, uh, from Memphis. Which is going to be different than the one in California. Two, 
they couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. Um, I've watched some of the Memphis stuff. I like it. It's just a different style of wrestling, though. It's very old school, right? Very old school. Yeah. It's the Memphis. It's it's um they're more they're more uh they're more focused on character. Yeah. They're more focused on like promos, storylines like that. Um, you know, like hit a move pose. Yep. Hit a move pose. Like Hogan that kind of, pose. You're not going to see these crazy transitions. No. Uh, from move to move, from spot to spot. Uh, that you know, out in Memphis, you're going to see a lot more of just the character work, the selling, and you know what I do love about this uh, championship wrestling from Memphis is they have squash matches. I love it. If you want to get somebody over, get out there, get them out there, have them put the ha- you know you know put the hammer on their opponent. And, and 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 finish somebody in three minutes. Yeah, that's how you get people over. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a fan of fifty fifty booking. I'm not a fan of sixty forty booking. You know, if you want to make somebody a big deal, put them out in front of the, the 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 TV in front of the crowd, and have them just win. There was a squash match at the West Coast show I was at this weekend. Good, and it went three minutes. It, the guy was super over when it was all over. The crowd loved it. Yeah. Because he just beat the shit out of someone. Yeah. But I think the problem with doing squash matches in indie shows is people are too prideful. That is true. And, you know, you're not going to show up to a show just to get squashed. But that's I'm like, true. but if you're a new student and you want to get on a show, maybe that's a good way to at least get your first well, action in the ring, even if you're just getting your ass kicked. Also, here's the thing. You hit up somebody and say, hey, listen, because uh, wrestlers are always um, emailing promoters. Yeah. DMing promoters like, hey, here's who I am. I'd love to you, you know, help you out, or if there's ever a spot open, I'd love to, you know, work for you or some shit like that, right? Promoters, man, just hit up somebody and say, listen, here's the spot I have. It's a squash. If you want it, I'll, I'll you can have it. But if you don't, you know, I just got to hit up some. I got to hit up the next person. Yeah. If that person denies it, then I got to hit up the next person. If that person denies it, hit, hit you know. I, Squash matches are really important to getting a, a person over. Yep. Uh, you know, you look at old, wrestling was built on on getting babyface or heels over that you really want to push in a program. First, you're going to introduce introduce them. They're going to kick the shit out of their opponent if it's a babyface. They're going to do it. You know, smiling. They're going to do it. Uh, they're going to do it within the rules right and then if it's the heel they're gonna be ruthless they're gonna be aggressive and it's just gonna be an ass kicking right so you you gotta present that's how you present wrestlers to a crowd like hey look this person is an awesome wrestler he's great person you know he, he he goes by the rules and then you have this villain over here who is just kicking the shit out of people uh you know choking them you know maybe beating them down after the pin, all that kind of stuff. To me, that's very important in wrestling. Yep. And if you, if you don't have, uh, like I said, man, it, it, it's harder to get somebody over with 50, 50 booking or 60, 40 booking. than uh, then just go out there and Hey man, squash match. Yep. Sorry. But this, if you don't want this, this role, you know, the, nobody wants to get, nobody wants a job. Nobody wants a job. No, but it is in it's, it's, it is necessary. Yeah. And I think promoters should just say, "Hey, I have this spot. If you want it, it's yours. If you don't, I got I got I got to go to the next person." And the thing is, if you do this for me right now, you know, may, maybe if you stick with me and you, 
you wrestle and, and and you have no problem doing the jobs and all that kind of stuff, maybe it might lead to something else. Yeah, they'll remember that you did that for them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what I feel about that. All right. So the last question we have is from Fal. What bit of trivia do you know that is also that is very interesting but also very useless? Oh, movie, movie history, uh, movie lines. Uh, I have so much useless information in my I think head. Most of us do. Dude, it's insane. Remember, like, um, I love the 80s. I love the 90s. Yep. Those TV shows. I watched all of them. Pop-up video. Pop-up video. Um, I have so much useless information about music, about, like, certain bands, groups, artists. I have all these stupid information about movies. Like, these, I, I can recite. You know, you know the movie Can't Hardly Wait? Yes. I could basically recite that whole movie for you, word for smart. word. I don't, know, I don't know if it's word for word anymore, but... Back in the day, I could easily, from start to finish that whole movie, easily do it. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I Jennifer love that Love movie. Hewitt. Dude, what a hottie. You're in the, the 90s, day. man. Jeez. She was so hot. Um, but yeah, movies, music, I, I, I know all that shit. It's, it's, I should have really focused on something else in my life. <laughs> I really do. Well, you think about it, you're like, so if I can retain all this useless knowledge, like sports and wrestling stuff. I wonder if I had put my like mind to something important, what it would have been. Yep, yep. You know, it only like really pays off when on Jeopardy the category comes up. Yeah, Star Wars. Like, yes. Fuck yeah, I'm running this category, especially like when it's just me and my wife playing. By the way, do you watch Jeopardy? Hmm. So my wife and I, we watch Jeopardy basically like five nights out of the week, yeah. or you know, like whatever. Like if we're having like if we're having dinner, hey, let's watch Jeopardy, and you know, you you play against each other. And obviously, it's not for points. It's just whoever gets more answers, right? Yeah. And I, I love it, man. It's a lot of fun. And then Trebek died. And now they have all these other people coming in, like, filling in as hosts. It's just not the same, man. It's not the same, dude. I need I need Alex back. Unfortunately, he ain't coming yeah. back. You didn't like Aaron Rodgers? No, Aaron Rodgers was terrible. Um, what's his name? Who was the guy uh, that won all those Jeopardies? Ken Jennings. He was terrible. Um, it's different. It's just... For some reason, like the cadence and the personality that Alex Trebek had, yeah, it was perfect for that show. And it was crazy because you'd never look at him as like a super charismatic guy, but he just had a certain level of control over that show at a certain point where it just flowed better yeah. with him. Yeah. So maybe they just need to change up the show. It'd be like Wheel of Fortune without Pat Sajak. It's like... And Vanna White's still doing the damn yeah. thing. That's a show I used to like because I, I, for some reason, my brain, I can figure them out the puzzles yeah where it's like oh i think i'd make some money if i ever played on this show yeah but. no um yeah when pa- yeah pa- i i i don't want to even think about wheel of fortune without pat yeah. Sajak and vanna white i don't want that in my life it's crazy I, it's even like price is right lucked I was out to say price yeah drew, drew carey does well yeah and uh, who, who thought that bob barker could be replaced yeah but drew carey does a very good job on that show um yeah man i have a lot of unnecessary information in my head where I'm just like god this should really be filled up with something else but whatever I know about uh NSYNC's backstory mine are just random like wrestlers from back in like the mid 2000s you see him on like a how at least see him on like an indie show now like was he ever in WWE and I'm like yeah he was there in 2007 <laughs> like for some reason I just remember seeing them on like a random Smackdown I remember storylines that were with like lower card guys and I'm like yeah I remember when you worked with him and they're like I don't remember that 
<laughs> just this useless just wrestling knowledge I have that just goes n- nowhere. It's not helpful at all. Yeah, there's a lot of – like there's some cats with wrestling knowledge where I'm like, wow, you know way too much. Yeah, well, I'm one of those people, unfortunately. Dude, I got into wrestling. I thought I was a serious fan. Yeah. Right? Like I thought I was like a real wrestling fan. Then I got into wrestling and I was like, oh, I'm not a fan. I, I was like a casual fan. I mean – God damn. Some of these some of these wrestlers and people that are in the business, their knowledge, I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. Like, how do you know who main evented this WrestleMania? Like, how do you know like this match happened on this WrestleMania? Like, that's that's nuts to me. I can't do that shit. Yeah, I I can pretty much go I think back to like Mania 15, I could probably tell you most of the cards of all the shows. <laughs> But like the earlier ones, like when I was not even really born, I'm like, I don't really remember most of them. You know what's funny too is I like, so during the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. I wasn't one of those uh, keyboard guys. I wasn't an online guy. So I wasn't going to the dirt sheets. I loved wrestling back then because I just accepted what was given to me on yeah. TV. I didn't do my, I didn't try to look behind the scenes. You know, But they were also giving you a good product. So there would be nothing to really look for anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, that too. But I didn't know Vince Russo was the writer back in the day. I didn't know who the fuck the writers were yeah. back in the day. And I didn't know until I got into wrestling. You didn't watch Beyond the Mat? Yeah, I watched Beyond the Mat. But they, I, they basically talk about it in that movie that he was the writer. But I didn't even care. Yeah, he didn't give a shit It didn't, didn't matter. Yeah. I, I gave a fuck about Stone Cold Steve Austin. I gave yeah. a fuck about The Rock. I gave a fuck about the, the uh, Mankind. Mm-hmm. I gave a fuck about Jake, Jake Roberts in that movie. I didn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who the other guys are, man. They're yeah. they're, they're not they're background they're behind the scenes people. I didn't I didn't know who the fuck they were. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I didn't I didn't even realize I didn't know who the fuck Vince Russo was until like I got into wrestling. Yeah. Because I was not a behind the scenes guy. I didn't I didn't dig looking for like dirt sheets, being like, oh, what's going on backstage? You know, I I was like, no, I I like the product that's on the TV. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't need to see anything else. I only ever cared about that stuff because I always kind of would have rather gotten involved in the creative aspect of stuff than the actual physical. Yeah, it's late. All right. I just looked at the time. I am so late. I have a yoga class at 4 o'clock, and it is 3.36. I got to go. Yeah. If you want the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios.